Welcome to the Mental Rivalry, where minds from different generations discuss a variety of topics. I'm your host, Jamie, and this is my co-host, Cairo. How's it going? Hey, Cairo, what's going on? Not much. I am excited. You know what we're talking about today? The Oscars. Woohoo! Yeah. You know why that's fun? Why? Because we get to talk about movies. Oh, yes. I love me some movies. Okay. Yeah. So let's start off with uh, the elephant in the room. There is no host this year. We're not going to get into why because, you know, we're not going to deal with that. But, um, why? well, because everybody's already heard about the controversy. and But that's not why they're not having a host this year. Yeah, it's because he was removed. He was removed. Wasn't that this year? He got that was removed. last year. No, that was this year. Kevin Hart? Yeah. That was last year. Are you really going to... Bro, this was last year. That's why they didn't have a host last year. They removed last him year. last year for this year. No, because they didn't have a host last year. Yeah, on purpose. No, because Kevin Hart... Are you fucking kidding? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my hold God. On, hold on. Jamie. Hold on. Oh my Hold on. god. Hold on. This numlock's not working. We're literally 30 seconds in. Hold on. And you're already disagreeing with me. I'm telling you, Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars last year. Hang on. I don't believe you. You know what? It doesn't matter. No, it, it doesn't does. matter. It doesn't Fucking matter. find it. Did you find it? Idiot? I, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on right okay. now. And I don't want to make the I don't want to make the audience wait while I well, find Well, they won't all be waiting because I will be editing so, it down to <laughs> all that silence that just happened. It didn't happen. It's just gonna cut to you being just like don't worry I'm uncomfortable it. right now. I'm not uncomfortable. I didn't say I'm uncomfortable but right you now. Are, aren't you? Because you found it. <laughs> what do you mean? You found it. We're and just it said okay. That he was supposed to host okay. the Oscars last year. Just, and they're not having a host just, this year because the ratings were up. Okay. And the ratings were up, in my opinion, because we all wanted to see if they were gonna crash and burn without a host. True. And they're putting way too much stock into the fact yep. that the ratings were up that year. Yeah. Why? Because Kevin Hart was removed last year. Well, let's talk about something else. Let's talk <laughs> about uh, who <laughs> since we both agree that a hostless Oscars is boring, uh, who would you like to have be the host? If you if you were ahead of the Oscars, sure a lot would change, <laughs> but if you just for this particular topic, who would you have host the Oscars? Ricky Gervais, because he's okay, hilarious. I know he's so funny, he's but he's so already hosted funny. the um, the uh, Golden Globes, and he's not a one trick pony. He can host anything he wants. I know, but you know what'll happen? We'll just get too much Ricky. There's no such thing. I know, but it, he's not going to do it, and they're not going to bring him back after the show he put on last time, which was hilarious. T but there's a lot of people upset. For sure. Um, you know who I think should host the Oscars? Who? Ryan Reynolds. That would be hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. Mm -hmm. He can be risque with mm -hmm. his humor. So mm -hmm. if they give a Ryan Reynolds unleashed for the Oscars, I think it would be fucking bomb. Yeah, but the Oscars are so, like, stick up your ass. But that's what would make it funny. I know. And that's why I think he would be perfect, because he's not going to go as far as Ricky. He'll like, still he would be have to somewhat... Them, he would have to give them a script 
like a pretend script. Yeah, but he can go off script. And then he would have to go on and do whatever he wanted to do. But the thing is, is he can go to them and be like, hey, look, I'm not going to go as far as Ricky, but look at how successful it is when Ricky is hosting uh, the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can do that type of humor without going as far. And he's got, you know, he's wildly popular. He's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So I think he'd be able to pull it back just enough well, keeping it funny without yeah. getting into like the uh, the pedophile jokes and stuff like that. Um, I would I would watch a Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, me too, Oscar. man. I wouldn't like. I don't watch the Oscars. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I think I watched the Oscars last year, but also I maybe didn't. I really don't <laughs> remember. That's yeah. how much I don't care about. The Oscars. I watch the Oscars for the drama because drama. people, yeah, people always get mad. And for right, you know, a lot of the criticisms of the Oscars is justified. For sure. But I just like to watch it for the shit show because I, people always get pissed. And Like then at the winners? At not only the winners, but but like the things that some of the uh, the winners say can oh, be very speeches? controversial. There's speeches and stuff. Oh. And that can get them into some shit. And, Maybe uh, I've been missing out. Yeah, they can see some pretty controversial stuff, especially when they call out the Oscars at the Oscars. That's everything. Yeah. That gives me life. Yeah, that's why I watch. And, uh, yeah. So. Like, uh, I, I, I obviously need to know who is won for my job. So I, like, yeah. I just look up who's won the next day. Because, yeah. like, I feel like the Oscars used to be important. Mm-hmm. Now it's just important to like the one percent. Exactly. They're giving themselves awards. It's the same people all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, that's why I think that the judges should change every year. And it's the same. It's the same movies in every single category. So you're I like, know. I don't really. Whatever. I know. I think. I think the board that votes. On, I think there shouldn't be. I. I think that. The board of the Oscars shouldn't be the people voting on the Oscar awards. Mm-hmm. I think they should have like each year just a different batch of uh, of reviewers uh, mm. voting. Like that way, like it's fresh and new because a lot of these people are old and out of touch. Like I'm calling you out, Oscars. For like sure. you guys are old and out of touch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although so, Black Panther did win an Oscar. That was everything. That you know why? Because they had been criticized so much. Yeah. Like it wasn't because they actually thought it. I don't believe it was because they actually thought it was good. I believe it was because they were trying to quiet down their criticism. Like if it didn't win, they would have went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have went crazy. Okay, so let's get started. We're, what we're going to do here is we are going to give our predictions of uh, winners of the following categories. We're not doing all of them because, fam, there's fucking too many. So how and that's many, another problem with the Oscars. There's too many uh, like awards. Some of them are given away off I know, but though, it's right? still like, yeah. get out of here. I, wasn't it even last year they decided that they were going to give something off off air yeah and there was like an uproar about that too because like those winners wanted to be recognized like no one cares honey yeah no one cares no one cares so like sorry we've chosen wait what okay go on no go ahead no it's okay no no please meet you before me no no Uh, yeah no it's fine just i just was gonna say how what oscar movies have you watched 
to prepare oh. yourself. Uh, I've been trying to watch. So we decided to do this Oscar episode fairly late. Yep. Uh, so I've been trying to cram in as many as I can. Uh, I've been mainly aiming for like the best picture mm-hmm. movies. So I've seen Parasite, 1917, Joker, Irishman. I really want to see Jojo Rabbit. Um, yeah, those are the ones that I've seen. Um, I really I've also see... seen some of Claws, but that's in another category. Oh, I've seen How to Train Your Dragon, The really? Hidden World. Yeah, it's good. Fuck. You haven't seen it? No, my it's brother so went to go good. see it without me, the little It's so jerk. good. It's sad because it's the last one, right? Don't tell me that. It's sad. I really want to see it. Yeah. I want to see Little Women because I love Emma Watson. Really? I yeah. find her irritating. What? Yeah. She grinds. She's self-partnered. She... What? Self-partnered. What does that mean? Ask her. I don't. So basically, um, I guess she was in an interview and they were like, uh, are you seeing anyone? And she was like, I like to think of myself as not single, so she's but seeing self-partnered. Herself? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the pompousness that I don't like about her. That's why she irritates me. That's funny. Stuff like that. Oh, I'm self-partnered. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to uh, be picking our winners for is animated feature, mm-hmm. director, Mm-hmm. Supporting actor and supporting actress, lead actor and lead actress, and best best picture. Okay. So let's get started with Did animated you say feature. Animation? Yeah. Animated feature. Okay. Yep. Let me find that one on the list. Okay. Yeah. So animated feature, we have How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. I lost my body. Never heard of that one. Claws, Missing Link, and Toy Story Four. So I've seen Toy Story 4 and Claws. Yeah. Um Claws is adorable. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like Christmas music. I can't stand it. Yeah. But I love Christmas movies yeah. with my whole being. And Claws it's like one of the best Netflix movies I think mm-hmm. actually. Like I think it actually like statistically ha- is one of the best ones. You're um, you're going to hate me in a minute. Did you have did you not like what you've seen? Because, like, you haven't seen the I, whole thing, right? I haven't seen the whole thing because of other reasons. But uh, from what I saw, it felt too much like Emperor's New Groove. Stop. No, it doesn't. Yeah. What? You have, you have this skinny, privileged, whiny person that is forced into living a life that makes him uncomfortable to grow into being a better person. Like, it's, it's literally... It's it's the hero's journey and and like it's showing sure it shows like evolution, but he his mannerisms, the way he speaks, it all reminds me of Cusco from Emperor's New Groove. I'm upset. I told you you would be. Like no. literally the moment he started speaking, I was like, is this David Spade? Dead. And because it sounds like David Spade. And I wonder if it is David Spade. Let me check. If it is, you may have some grounds here. Yeah. <laughs> is it David Spade? Hold on. Narratively, the first part of the film is a familiar as familiar as the rest, but it's silly. Omnisciousness is entrancing, and Schwartzman is appealing as the layabout Jesper, a soft craven, but ultimately 
uh, descent hustler who sounds like and is somewhat drawn like the hero voiced by David Spade in The Emperor's New Groove. But is it David Spade? I don't know. I'm still looking. Oh I just saw God. that and got excited. Uh, let me see. You're only going to read that one review that it makes sense to you, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> there's so many that says David Spade. Whatever. Like there's so many that's backing this up now. Uh, David Spade. I don't think he is, but but the character is very similar to uh, Cusco from... Now that you're saying it, I yeah. see it. Thank you. But that doesn't make it a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just feel like I've been there before. <sighs> so it doesn't... Like, yeah, so it wasn't David Spade. Um, so for me, it just felt like familiar territory. Mm-hmm. Um so it didn't really stand out as anything uh, Oscar-worthy for me. It just felt like they took the premise of Ember's New Groove and gave it a Christmas spin, which is no. what they did. That's that's what they did. Nope. How is it not? I don't think that they took the entire premise. Like, I think you're right with the mannerisms, but... Break down the Emperor's New Groove do to you just think, its fundamentals do you think of the story. That Cusco would literally, at one point, I honestly, honestly, I can't even have this argument with you because <laughs> I haven't watched the Emperor's New Groove in so fucking okay, long. Watch it, and then you're gonna be because, like, like, this so is the I can't same. remember how does it end. The story beats are the same. How does it end? Yeah. He becomes spoiler warning. Uh, he becomes uh, himself again. They right. defeat. The uh, I don't remember the woman's name. Kronk Isma. is amazing. Yeah, Isma. Kronk is amazing. I love Kronk. But they defeat her. She gets turned into a cat. I think. Yeah, and he, did, and he becomes emperor. Right? He becomes emperor again, and then he uh, he saves his friend's hill, and uh, like he he puts like his pool up there, but everybody else can use it, and he become like he becomes a more caring emperor. Okay. At and, any point, do you think? Because I watched Emperor's New School, which was like a continuation of the movie. Oh, my God. So at any point, do you think that Cusco would have been like, yeah, I don't need to be emperor. I don't want to be emperor. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. If if he had to pick, like if he just like, if he, I could totally see him after his life experiences going, you know what? I'm just going to go on the hill with with my my friends that I've learned to love uh, and had these adventures with that changed me and I'm just going to live my life with them in a peaceful environment. I could totally see him doing that. No, I, For I sure. disagree. Well, how do you know? You haven't watched it in forever. Because you didn't I, even well, think the, the story... The fu- think about the fundamental story beats of Emperor's New Groove, which is a rich, pompous little shit. <laughs> Becomes like goes through this adventure that gets him out of his comfort zone, and then he becomes a better person for it and helps his friends. That's so many That's stories, li- exactly. Though. But then, then so why add, are you hold hating on, on it? Because it's just I'm, like I'm adding more. Then also add on the mannerisms, the way he, you know, the way he moves, the way he speaks, the same type of humor, the same art style. Like, come on, dude. Come on. They even said it has similar art style to it, and it does. It's like Emperor's New Groove was, you know, hand-drawn. But if you were to take that into a more modern version, it would look a lot like Claws. Um, But, yeah, the way he moves, the way, like, the humor, everything is very similar 
So for me, it felt a little bit too much like an emperor, like Emperor's New Groove Christmas Story. And, I still uh, think it was a good movie. I'm not anyway, saying it's not a Toy good movie. Story Hold on, I'm not saying it's a good, not a good movie. I'm just saying that it borrowed too much from Emperor's New Groove. Uh, Toy Story Four was very unique. I thought that Toy Story Four didn't need to be made because Toy Story Three had such a phenomenal ending. I thought it was the yeah. perfect ending, and I still kind of feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, shirt spoilers. Uh, they tied up the story for for Woody, mm-hmm. but like I still feel like this story didn't need to be made. Yeah, and I also felt like they kind of ruined this the character of Bo. Like they made her into something entirely different. Like they were like, oh, let's find a character that hasn't been in uh the a lot of the movies, and then let's like fundamentally change that character and. Like, I mean, she didn't even show any signs of the previous bow. Like, so I, I would understand if they had her with, grow. They actually but... came out with a short that ex- that that has her, like, backstory and okay. where she's been. But that should be in the movie. Well, timing-wise, I don't think that that was a, a possibility. But if we're to judge the movie, we have to judge it by what's in the movie and not added material. But I think that you can, when you're watching the movie, I think you can fill in the blank. Like, she missed an entire movie. She was in the first yeah. two. She wasn't in the third one. Yeah. Like. No, I get that. But, like, none of herself stayed. She was just this, like, suddenly she's this badass warrior that, like, is hardened and all this stuff. And it's just, like, you could literally take any of the characters and and switch her out. And it would be the same story. Like, there was mm-hmm. nothing specifically about Bo. They just went, oh, we want Woody to go away. And the only thing that would get him to go away is love. Because I'm sure, like, Tom Hanks doesn't... It's probably because Tom doesn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I loved the... uh, I loved Forky, which I thought I was originally going to... I thought I was going to hate Forky. Oh, my God. The first... The first scene He thinks he's garbage. I was like, holy shit. So (laughs) relatable. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I ended up falling absolutely in love with Forky. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, without Woody and without, like, the Woody-Buzz duo, I think it's any pointless. future Toy Stories are going to be terrible. I I don't think they're going to be good at all. Are they making more? Uh, probably. Why? They shouldn't. Well, they shouldn't, but... Like, I'll Disney. go see it. Yeah, see, but that's be why. Because it. everyone will go see it anyway, and they're going to make a boatload of money. And then everybody will keep going to see it and they're going to keep making it. I know, but it's like, what's the point in making a movie that people are just going to go see because it has the title that people want? Because when money. When you come out with movies like fucking Frozen. Because money. That are phenomenal. Money. Dude, it's not worth it. It is to them. I know. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I know. But uh, I love the uh, the two crazy toys, the duck and the oh, bear. Yes. They were awesome. Um, but the rest, I just, you know, it was great. I just, I don't think it after, I mean, I like that they tied up Woody and Bo, but I don't think that a fourth movie needed to be made. No, I still after feel the that way. of the third one where Andy gives the toys away. Yeah. I, I don't think that that, it should have ended like that because Woody, Why? okay, because Woody was like a family toy, right? If they were going to end it, it should have been ended with Andy passing Woody down to his kid. Yeah. In my opinion. I, that's actually a really good idea. Um, I don't like that that he sent it out of the family because it's a family toy. Yeah. Um, But 
I accepted that that was mm-hmm. the ending. And yeah. I don't think that they should have made another one. Yeah, I don't think they should have made another one either. Also, who out there almost bawled their eyes out when they all the toys almost died and they were holding hands? I was in tears. Like, I don't cry very often, <laughs> but my heart, was, like, it was in my throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, how awesome would it have been if they all just got melted into another toy? Oh, my God, Jamie. I'm just saying, like, they could be, like, like a monster, right? Like, they just get melted into the plastic, mm-hmm. and then the plastic forms into a new toy, and then they're all together for life. Jesus Christ. That's a horror movie, Jamie. No, but they would all be together forever. One of be- us. Because they're one all one. They could turn. They one could make of one us. of the little fucking space people. Oh, my the claw. God. That's and so they could creepy, just- Jamie. <laughs> That is actually horrifying. Did you hear, did I ever tell you what I read online about the theory that the toys are parasites? No. Yeah. So the there was a theory online. I don't remember where I read this, but there's a theory online that the reason the toys are able to stay alive and the reason why they're so attached to humans is because they they feed off of the human's enjoyment, like vampires. That's, that's literally Monsters, Inc., Pretty much. Exactly. And that that's the only way they can survive. Mm. And that's why they, they're so afraid of being lost toys, because when you become a lost toy, you die. And uh, like if you don't have anybody, you just cease mm. to to function. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Missing Link is on my list. Uh, it looks interesting. But uh, How to Train Your Dragon is my pick because mm-hmm. it from start to finish completed the entire story arc of all three movies all the story beats finished up it was sad it was satisfying it was hilarious it was entertaining i loved it i loved it i loved it even though i think toy story 4 is going to get the pick because it's disney Mm -hmm. it should go to how to train your dragon 3 is dreamworks not disney i don't think so oh let me see um if, if i saw how to train your dragon if I saw that movie, I'm sure it would oh, be my it is, pick. It is. It's a part of. Uh, it's ending. Uh, it's partnership with Disney. DreamWorks? Oh yeah, so DreamWorks separated from Disney. Oh yeah. And How to Train Your Dragon is DreamWorks, right? Yeah. If I saw that movie, I think it would be my pick. But because I haven't, I'm gonna pick Claws, because it was just so happy, and feel good, and like. I just love Christmas movies with my whole being. So that's my pick. Okay. Next category. Director. So we have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, who I actually thought was Sean Mendes when I saw I'm it on. Crying. I did. When I saw it in the in the credits, I was like, Sean Mendes? And then I had to I had to check again. I was like, no. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Okay, Parasite was phenomenal. I love Parasite. Um, But I'm a nerd. Yep. So I'm going with Todd Phillips for Joker because the way that Joker was, the way it was shot, the way it was written, the way it was portrayed, everything about that movie was phenomenal and it set up for me how I want to see DC movies in the future. Mm-hmm. I think in general, DC is darker than Marvel, like, because we're watching the shows, right? Like, there's some, like, The Flash is pretty upbeat and happy and, and very color-corrected and very bright, but things like um, 
I'm sure Doom Patrol is going to be dark. We haven't started it yet, but um, it's not dark. I don't think so. I think it's going to be comedic. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen it, but yeah. But um, what are we watching with uh, Robin? Titans. Titans. Titans is kind of dark. Arrow's kind of dark. And Joker was so dark. And like, that's the direction that I kind of want to see. Yeah. I'm tired of DC cookie cutting uh, Marvel movies, like with Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad and just like, you know, that's Marvel's stick. Separate yourself, be unique. And I agree. Like, Joker. This is what I want to see. That's why Dark Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy did so well mm-hmm. um, because it was dark and yeah. serious. And it, like, that's what I want to see from DC. I want to see a more dark and serious. Like you can still have some comedic moments, yeah. but like I want to see grit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and oh, after Jared Leto's Joker, like Joaquin Phoenix came in fucking knock we'll that get shit there. out of the park. Hold on, like, we'll get, we'll get but, to Joaquin. Yeah, I mean, like, he was great, but, yeah. I mean, Todd Phillips directed mm-hmm. him to be, helped directed him to be a great Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, So you're taking uh, Todd Phillips? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, for this one, I can I'm... only pick two because I've only seen Joker and Parasite in yeah. this category. So. For director... I'm going to pick Bong Joon-ho for Parasite because of how unique that movie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Joker, I feel like most of the, okay, so in Joker, they discuss the fact that Joaquin Phoenix would just like riff a lot of it. Like he, they would do multiple shots and then just pick the best one because he would just like, Go off script script and do like his thing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, although Todd Phillips is like clearly a phenomenal director, I feel like a lot of that was Joaquin's performance. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Bong Joon Ho has been known for fantastic movies like, um, like Parasite and uh, what was the other one? The it was that monster movie, The Host. It was The Host. That was it. Um, but he's done a lot of like interesting movies. He always injects like humor in very serious situations. And I thought Parasite was very, uh, like it came into left field for me. I thought it was phenomenal. Quentin Tarantino, he does what Quentin Tarantino does, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so for him, I don't feel like it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's the same thing. Um, I heard Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was good. Yeah. But, but we'll get into... I feel I don't want to give people awards for not going outside their wheelhouse. That's fair. That's a um, fair point. Yeah. So, and then Sean, like if you're playing the same character or directing the same movie, yeah, every single time the Oscars comes around, yeah, like, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get into that with the supporting actor part um, on why I think some people shouldn't even be up for supporting actor, right? For that reason. Okay. Um, what category do you want? And then also, well, I also want to give a mention to uh, Sam Mendes okay. because of like the <gasps> cinematography of 1917. Um, oh, that's right. I have seen yeah. 1917. I actually want to switch from Parasite to Sam Mendes. Really? Yeah. Because the way that it was shot, mm-hmm. 1917 was shot was phenomenal. And the way that they made it look like one continuous shot. So shouldn't that be cinematography and not director then? Well, 
Yes, but he also like he's the one that chose the way that it was shot. He's the one that is behind the camera mm-hmm. and you know directing their movements and where they're going to make the cuts and the lighting and all that stuff. So I think mm-hmm. like for director, I'm going to give it to Sam Mendes. So 1917 uh, yeah. was. I really liked it. I, I it really good. like history and war movies. Yeah, I'm obsessed with World War II. Yeah. And I like love the History Channel, mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoyed watching 1917. It made me emotional. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not capable of crying, but I came very close. Really? Yeah. See, I was emotionless watching it. I, under- I was just I, like, yeah. I was just like, okay. Like I, I thought. I don't want to say too much about it because of like the surprise moment that came really early. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the premise was good and, and I, it yeah. just felt like a good war movie that was, sh- that had excellent cinematography for me, mm-hmm. but that's kind of where it ended. It was just like a good story, a good heartwarming story. And, uh, of like, ah, go get him. Um, <laughs> But for for me, it, it, didn't, it, it like, kind of was one tone. Yeah, but war movies will always have a place in my heart. Yeah, but for me, it's still Todd. Have Phillips. you watched Band of Brothers? No. You need to watch Band of Brothers. I want to, dude. Seriously, there's a couple of war movies that are on my list. Like, well, I Band of Brothers seen... is a TV show. It's is ten it? episodes, and it's based on real events. Is it on Netflix? No. Crave. I will get it for you. Okay. Um, it's. Fucking phenomenal. Probably one of the best experiences of war-related film I've mm-hmm. ever had. It's really? so good. Yeah, the story is so good. And the acting's phenomenal. You'll be amazed who's in it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's 10, I think, one-hour epi- one episodes. It was on HBO. Oh, and, uh, I have HBO. Yeah. Oh, then you should be able to see it. Okay, I'm going to yeah. watch it tonight. Yeah, yeah, go watch it. It's so Talk. good. Um, so for best cinematography, we have The Irishman, Joker, Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to pick 1917 for the reasons I stated before. Uh, it was shot so well. Although Lighthouse looks very interesting as like a, a black and white period piece. That was... Mm-hmm. Um, Joker was phenomenal. Irishman was, was phenomenal. Uh, but 1917 was like the way it was shot, the lighting, the editing, everything was just phenomenal. Like it, it seemed so unique in, in the way that they tried to make it seem like one entire shot, Yeah. uh, that it just puts it over the edge for me. This is so weird, but I don't disagree. Of course you don't disagree. It was such a good, it was so... Like Joker was very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure once upon a, once upon a time in Hollywood is pretty too. Yeah. Um, but 1917 for me was just yeah was so good. Yeah. All right. So little disclosure here: we haven't really seen any of the movies for uh, the actresses, like lead actress or supporting actress. So we're just gonna skip that. If you're upset, I'm sorry, but that's your problem. I just don't have the money to go see I, these movies. Yeah, I don't have the time and the money to see all this stuff. If you guys can, like that's great. Ones. But, like, I have to pick and choose what I see. So uh, don't at me, bro. <laughs> uh, so if you got an issue with that, that's your problem, not mine. Uh, that's fine. Okay, so we're going to do Best Supporting Actor. 
We have Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt, Once a Time in Hollywood. I am going to say right off the bat, I don't think Al Pacino or Joe Pesci should be on this list because as awesome as they were in The Irishman, they've, they're playing the same characters they always play in mob movies. There's no yeah. growth. There's no outside your comfort zone. Like if you want growth, look at Robert De Niro in Stardust. Okay. Oh my God. Like that is one of my favorite fucking movies. Yeah, I love he Stardust. Did so brilliantly. He's he's yeah. my favorite character in that entire yeah, movie. Mine too. And it's because and that that is where somebody needs to come, you know, they come into their comfort zone and they show their acting prowess. Yeah. You know, so if you want to see somebody just fucking nail a role that's completely out of the, like their normal typecast, completely out of left field, yeah. look, watch Stardust and watch Robert De Niro's performance because it is amazing. Oh my God, it's phenomenal. It's so good. It's, and it's so, so good. It's so funny. Yeah. It's overall a very good movie. It's a, and yeah, oh and it flew under everybody's radar. No, Charlie Cox. Ugh. I know, but it flew under everybody's radar because like, it, like I feel like it's one of those movies that did better, better as a rental than at the theater mm. because when it came out, Nobody was talking about it. Really? I just like happened to grab it off the shelf one day and I was like, oh, what's this? And I watched it. I was like, holy shit, this is great. Well, Charlie and it's Cox also, wasn't it, like. It has that feel of like an 80s movie like Labyrinth and Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has that feel. And it's fucking stacked with actors. Michelle Pfeiffer, like what? Freaking Robert De Niro's in it. Mm-hmm. What? Like, this is crazy. Who is, uh, uh, what's her name? She also is in, um, uh, that TV show. Claire Danes. Claire Danes is in it. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. So if you want to see somebody, he should have got Best Supporting Actor for that. But if you want to see a situation where somebody should get Best Supporting Actor because they come out of their comfort zone, go watch Stardust. I'm picking Tom Hanks. For a beautiful day in the neighborhood, because I think he totally nailed the. Did role. you see it? Nope. Are you just going off the trailer? Right yeah. Now? <laughs> okay. He, he literally channels him. Like he channels him. Like he looks exactly like him. He does. When I see the trailers, I don't like. I don't see Tom Hanks. Right. And I think that that transformation really does mm-hmm. it. Whereas, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and uh, the Two Popes. You know, I just see Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins. Like, they just seem like their usual selves. And I already t- talked about Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies, so I can't speak to it. Uh, you should watch The Arbus Man. It's so good. Um, as I said, like, if you want to see, like, an excellent supporting actor, check out Stardust. Um, yeah, these other movies, like, Lead they actor. just... Well, no, I'm still talking about supporting oh, actor. Okay. So, like, like, look at Tom Hanks and look at Mr. Rogers, and you tell me that he doesn't seem exactly like freaking Mr. Rogers. <laughs> like, he literally channels him. So, mm-hmm. for me, I'm going to go supporting actor, Tom Hanks, even though I'm sure fucking Brad Pitt is going to get it, or uh, who knows? It's going to be stupid. Uh, lead actor, this is the big one. This is, the, this is the one that everybody's looking for. This one in Best Picture. So we got Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 
Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. So for me, hands down, Joaquin Phoenix, The Joker. The transformation... The transformation in that movie into the Joker was fucking insane. Oh, for it sure. literally seemed he like a completely so different. Weight. He lost so much weight. He seemed like a completely different character. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like there was a scene, the opening scene when he's like pinch, like pulling his lips up and down, and he starts yeah. crying. That was legit. I was watching the extras, and they said they did it in one shot, and they had the music. It was one of the rare times where they they. Uh, came up with the score before they shot the movie. Mm-hmm. So they had the music playing in the background for him to hear. And he just dropped that tear like that. He said, the director was saying that they were just joking around having fun. And then they're like, okay, let's shoot this. And boom, he was already in the moment and he pulled out that tear. I was like, damn, like that is an amazing actor. And for sure. I saw like all the outtakes of different scenes he was doing. It's just... He put himself everything into that role. He said, yeah. did such a fucking amazing job. So I'm sorry. I Adam Driver, I love you, bro. I think you're great. Leonardo DiCaprio, you're all right. Antonio uh, Banderas, you're great. Jonathan Price, fuck off. Uh, you guys don't even, like, just get out of the category, please. Because this is Joaquin's year. If you win it, like, I'm going to fucking lose my goddamn mind. I, if he doesn't win, if he doesn't win lead actor for Joker, I'm going to fucking riot. Like, just you by yourself? I, no, yeah, internally. I'm going to okay. internally riot. I'm going to be Oscars. I'm going to be unimpressed. Okay? And you don't want that. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen to you personally or physically. Like, there's going to be no actual uh, repercussions. repercussions for any of your actions. But just know... That there's a Canadian that is very upset with you. So my prediction, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, go Cairo. Same. First of all, it's the only movie I've seen in that damn category um, because I'm too poor to go to the theater and prepare for this. Um, We also decided to do this literally a week ago. Um, I didn't know that. So there's that. Um, But... You know, we didn't show prep for this enough because we decided to I've do been this trying. a week ago. I've been trying. So have I, Jamie. So have, have you? I. Have you? But I, don't I think just you fucking have. loved Joker so much. I don't think you have. Uh, yeah, Joker was fucking great. I wanted to win everything. I I kind of wanted to win everything too. But here's the thing: it's a comic book movie, and they mm. typically don't do well at the theaters no. or at the Oscars. Yeah. So I think if we can at least get Lead actor, we're good. We're good, yeah. Because Joker's not winning Best Picture. I wish it would. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, It's going to be 1917. Probably. Because. It's a war movie. It's a war movie. People love the troops. No judgment there. I love the troops. I support the troops. But it gives it that edge. Yeah. So when you add in the cinematography mm-hmm. and the directing, I think it's going to win, even though I think as a whole that Joker was the better movie mm-hmm. and deserving of best picture. Um, when you take an iconic character like that and you spin it on its head to be so... Like, I actually empathized with him at some point. Yes! And, and he's such a monster... And there's so many layers to the movie that we can get mm-hmm. into without spoilers. Or I don't want to spoil anybody. 
there's so many different ways to watch the movie and look at the movie. Um, it seems like the kind of movie that the more you watch it, the more things you're going to catch. Absolutely. And they took a property that is so beloved and changed it for, I think, the better. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it needed another fresh take. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Dark Knight did after uh, the previous Batman films in the 90s yeah. and late 80s. Uh I, I think this is where they should continue to take it. For Absolutely. Sure. I would kill to see a Batman movie in this era, in this type of like dark take on it. Yeah. That would be fucking phenomenal. Uh, Irishman was great, but again, it's just a really good like mob movie. Uh, you should watch it. It's long though. It's like three and a half hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, 1917 was good. Uh I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. I want to see that. Uh, once time. A Parasite, phenomenal, but sorry, you're not winning Best Picture. Foreign films, hardly ever. I don't think they've ever won Best Picture. I don't it's think. so good, though. It's so good. You should 100% see it mm-hmm. and try the to go ending, in. like, my jaw was fucking <laughs> dropping. I know. It, was, it was so, so good. good. And, like, it paid off so well. And mm-hmm. uh, try to go into it as blind as possible. Because yeah. at least for me, it was very satisfying when I started to realize what the hell was going on. Because at first, I'm like, what is this movie? Mm-hmm. What is this? And then as it went on, I was like, oh, shit, this movie's the bomb. I love this yeah. movie. I actually liked it more than 1917. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it was a toss-up for me for it and Joker. But Joker, uh, the fact that I went into Joker with little to no expectations, like the trailers did nothing for me. Uh, I actually didn't want to see the movie originally because I felt like I liked the mystique of the Joker. Yeah. I didn't, I felt like it was another movie that didn't have to be made like fucking Han Solo, like these things that like people don't, they're not asking for and they're being given. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I felt like it was just a cash grab and that it was going to be terrible. Um, but man, I'm so glad I went to see it because it blew my fucking socks off like if i didn't have shoes on in the theater (laughs) they would be going like streamers through the air (laughs) right off my feet Mm -hmm. uh like that movie and what joaquin phoenix did and the sound and the colors and just the whole thing thing, like the addressing a lot of like issues with mental health yeah and the fact that like oh my god it's just so good it was a day one purchase for me like, I have become really picky on what I buy. Yeah. And uh, the Joker was hands down day one purchase. Uh, I fucking loved it. And I challenge anybody, to, even if you don't like comic book movies, this isn't really even a comic book movie. It's the mm. fall of a man that feels like he's been betrayed by society. Yeah. You know? And, and the depths, like, what happens to him and mm. what causes him to break. And uh, how people with mental illness is treated, you know, yeah. especially during a time when it w- it was not re- really recognized at all. Yeah. Um, and I love that it took place in the 80s. Was it the 80s or was it the 70s? No, I'm not sure. Hmm, maybe it's the 70s. But I loved like the costume designs and the colors really popped. Mm-hmm. And But then during the moments where it was dark, it, it still... I just loved it. And the fact that it makes you question reality. That part was like when they went back and redid like certain scenes and showed you what the truth was. I was like, 
fucking yeah. oh my god i know it's, it's so so good. so like i i think all around it was the best freaking pe- movie of the year mm-hmm. and although it's gonna lose to 1917 i don't want it to <laughs> but we know it's going to so i'm picking joe uh, or 1917 is gonna be the winner even though i wish it wasn't and that's no slight to 1917 it's a good movie but I just feel like the others are better. Yeah. All right. You? And you feel the same? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was our Oscars prediction. As professional as all of our other episodes are. I think so. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd say we'll find out together, but we won't. I'll find out the day after the Oscars um, yep. when I Google them. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I'll probably watch it uh, if, yeah, I'll watch it because I should, yes, I will watch it. Yeah. Sorry, I was going over my schedule in my head and I was like, hmm, Is it streamable? Y- yes. Well, I don't have cable. Yeah, I think so. If it's streamable, maybe I'll watch it then. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Ryan Reynolds should host the Oscars. I'm saying it here first. Hashtag Ryan hosts. Let's start it. Let's start the movement for next year. Hashtag Ryan hosts. And then if you get on there, Ryan Reynolds, no, it you has have to, be to Ryan Reynolds host Oscars because Ryan Reynolds. But that's hosts, so long. Be, yeah, but if you just say Ryan Reynolds hosts, it could be anything. Well, then why not just Reynolds hosts Oscars? Ryan Reynolds hosts Oscars is a long hashtag. Twenty twenty one. No, just yeah. always. Mm. Okay. Ryan Reynolds, I want you. We'll come up with a. We'll come up with the good hashtag at some point. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, if you are listening, and you probably are, if you end up hosting the Oscars, I started the movement, so you have to take me as your date. I think he would. He I don't has think Blake to. Lively would be upset. He about has that at to. All. Like, there's no question. He has to now. Absolutely. Legally, you have to. Not legally, but you should. Um, Yes, you better, and you better autograph my Detective Pikachu movie because you were amazing in that. Thanks for listening to The Mental Rivalry. (laughs) We post every Friday. Oh, my God.